Monica is going to go by. Wait, stop. Hold on. No, no recording. Hello again. We're here with two Jews and a microphone and a, and a guest. Goy or not goy? A goy. A goy guest. Shiksa. Okay. Uh, her name is uh, Mimi. Mimi. So nice for you to join us today. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into our soundproof booth here. We've had Apologies. a real we've had a real problem attracting females on the show. That's um, true. How many females have we had on the show? I believe I believe she, based on Two. what we know, the, yeah, non non-binary cisgender. I, I think you're the, <laughs> I think you're the second. Yeah. Right. Two. I, I think I think you're the second, and you know we've we've struggled with the female audience. They. Um, well, first they, they made us kind of the face of the Me Too movement. They were really against us. We, we've tried to woo them back. Um, not very successfully, but we're trying to make some overtures. And, you know, hopefully you will, you will help inspire more women to listen to our show. That's, in fact, the goal of this show, is to get more women to be on the show. Mimi, you're in Amsterdam, is that correct? That's very correct. Are, are you finding, is, is, is there any talk about our show there? Is anyone kind of bringing it up at, uh, you know, party side chatter? What? No. Are a lot oh. of people talking about this podcast? Oh, yes. <laughs> All my friends. It's yeah. the only talk that goes around these days. Are, are they having in Amsterdam? Are, are, are the bars open? Are people kind of meeting like six feet away from each other? Do they hold... Uh, like microphones to talk. How are the how are the <laughs> how are the gatherings happening over they, there? They use these containers with the with the rope. Rope. Did you use those? Oh yeah, the 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 telephones with the cans. Yes, with the cans to communicate. That's what we use. You know what's funny? I just no shit. Like a week ago, I just made one for my kids. My son asked me to make some very complicated like walkie-talkie that required a lot of engineering knowledge, which. Um, these days we would say, I don't have the time to watch YouTube videos versus in the past, we'd say, I don't have the education. So <laughs> I made him one of those classic ropes with the two, uh, two cups and it fucking it sucked. Work? Oh, it was terrible. And I, oh. and, it didn't work. And I spent like two hours trying to tweak it and figure out like, how can you hear? And eventually we discovered if the, if the line is very short, like the rope is short. So like less than social distance. You can hear the person, um, but you don't know if you're actually hearing them talking or if you're hearing it through the rope. Um, the whole thing was completely absurd, and, and I, I'm really upset at people much older than us who said this was like the original telephone because there's no fucking way. What a disappointment. Very much. I just thought I'd share that with you. Thanks. <laughs> so honestly, what, what, what's happening in Amsterdam? How are people... Are people getting together? Are your friends meeting back up or are they too scared to kind of uh, socialize yet? No, everybody's meeting back up. Bars it's, are open. It just feels like it never happened. Yes, it sort of does. Only when you go to the store, uh -huh. you have to be outside in a waiting line. I've never waited in well, line. Well, you go to the good stores maybe. Maybe. Well, no. I mean, Albert Heim, the supermarkets. I don't. He goes to the I good go stores. I go better times. Maybe. Yeah. I go at better what, times. What does that mean? Are your stores bad? <laughs> do, do you not go? Because I would strongly encourage <laughs> I, you to go, go to, to bad stores. To bad stores. I go to the good stores. Yeah. Olivia, Olivia here. 
that's myself. I, I really prefer good stories. <laughs> I like that you refer to yourself in the third person. Sometimes it's necessary. I think a lot of people mock those that uh, speak of themselves in third person, but the real issue is that no one else has the actual confidence to do such. You know, they're also worried about being judged, whereas the most, con I'm sure Donald Trump has no problem speaking of himself in the third person. No, probably not. Maybe. But it was great that you brought it up almost like you were trying to remind yourself and us what your name was. Yeah, I, I can't confirm or deny that that was what just happened. <laughs> so I, but you so, know, it's funny, go ahead. you're asking us how things are going in Amsterdam, but uh, like, I don't know if you feel the same, Mimi, but like, I'm really curious about, you know, what's going on in America, because from this side of the ocean, it feels like America is kind of like burning. Yeah, you know, that, that's a great point. So both of you, for our, our uh, 13 listeners we're up to now, that uh, are, forgot kind of where our bearings are. You know, we're on two opposite sides of the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, Mimi and uh, her, her friend there are in Amsterdam. Clayton. Clayton. And uh, Mimi and Clayton are in Amsterdam. And Olivier here is uh, not. I'm in Chicago. And so tell us, what, like, honestly, what is the impression you're getting of what America's like right now. Well, I'm, I know mine, but I'm curious well, what yours is, yeah, Mimi. Well, it looks like it's burning and shit is going down. Shit is hitting the fans. What kind of the, shit? The shit to be hitting, hitting the fans. The fans. <laughs> yes. You know, like what, honestly, what what do you, you know, we we understand roughly what the expression means, but you know, it, it can mean so many <laughs> things in this context. What what does it seem like is going on in America? Like, do you mean that there's that there's rioting or that the, the, the kind of myth no, of America is falling apart? Huh? Protesting. Protesting, yeah. It what does seems it like seem like, what are people, what is it, what's the impression, like what are they protesting about that where they want, uh, they want to be able to dine together? Like what is it? <laughs> what what are the, no honestly what are, what are they reporting in uh, in Amsterdam in Europe that they protest? You I, I don't listen to the Dutch news, so this is great that you're here actually because uh, I don't really know what the Dutch are reporting. I I, I, I listen to the, the the Israeli news, so I know what the Israelis yeah. are reporting. We're not supposed uh, to mention well, that, by the way, on the air. No, I, uh, by Israeli I mean a, a small country in the Middle East surrounded by other countries. Yeah. <laughs> With a certain name. <laughs> with, Leb with Lebanon to the north and Egypt to the south. <laughs> so, so yeah, what, what is the Dutch news or, or Dutch social media? You know, what, what are they reporting about? Uh, I don't about? read a lot of news, but I, I'm on Instagram a lot. And I'm, um, well, what I see is, but I'm, I mostly read like CNN and, and The Guardian. So that's also not Dutch news. Okay. Uh, but it's mostly about Black Lives Matter and uh, defund police and... That kind of, and um, yeah, I, I look at the you know I look at I look at the more leftist magazines, uh, newspapers like New York Times and CNN, and there it's all it, it just seems like the the image they're creating is like yeah protest slash riot slash you know hell breaking loose slash police versus the others kind of situation. Yeah. Have you been uh, to a protest? You know, we were supposed to go to one uh, about a week ago, and I, my wife has sort of been spearheading the charge on this, actually, and um, she also decided the last minute to not go. You know, I think some people still have concerns 
because we still have a lot of COVID cases in America of, um, you know, of, of being in the proximity. Um, but yeah, in the end, we did not go. So I have not been an active protester as of the moment. But I did have an interesting occasion on my, uh, on my way, I'm making it to the show, on my way to the studio, that sort of relates just maybe to the, um, the effect of how things are changing in America. And, and think from walking downstairs to your garage? No, no, no. I, I commute quite a way to get to the studio. This, the, the, you don't get this kind of sound quality in a garage, my friend. Mm -hmm. This is a very high-tech studio I come to. Um, but so yes, on your way uh, to the studio, what happened? Uh, essentially. Well, I was, uh, I, I have, uh, Mimi may not know this, but I am a, I'm a babysitter of my own children for part of the day as uh, many camps uh, in America are closed as schools were. Um, so as the uh, adult in the house with a flexible schedule and my kids, and on the uh, way home from our uh, morning activity, which involved uh, hanging out in the woods, smoking dope. Um, <laughs> By the they, cemetery? They didn't smoke that, they just, they just watched. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, and we, I, we try to bike a lot of places, but this was further, so we were in the car. Uh, and there hasn't been a lot of driving during COVID times. I feel like more people are, are walking and biking places, which is good. Um, so it's been a while since I've been in the car with me. And uh, we get to the traffic light. And I'm curious in Amsterdam, do you have people that uh, ask for money at traffic lights? No. Is that no. a thing there? No. Mm. So in, in, in parts of America, definitely in cities, you uh, various traffic lights, you'll have, uh, you know, somebody asking for money. And they're they, not necessarily poor. They could be very rich millionaires that are just asking correct. for money. at The, 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 I, the idea yeah, that, for example, uh, as Americans, we always say is like, one, those people could be a scam. You know, they've got a house in the suburbs and, you know, they just make themselves look like shit to, uh, to try to make money, which someone can easily counter. Well, you know what? That's a hard fucking job. Like, would you go stand out in the middle of moving traffic and, and collect money and make yourself look terrible? Like, you know, what kind of ego do you need to do that? Um, but it is true. Most of us have always thought either these people are scamming one way or the other or why should we give them money? We're just feeding their addiction, right? They're addicted to something, you know, probably, you know, some kind of drug or alcohol. Um, so anyway, a lot of people don't ever give. And, and I will admit, you know, I, I'm one of them. You know, I, I donate to charity on a regular basis. I give a, a small portion of all of my paychecks to go to charity. I volunteer. So I think I always made myself feel good because I'm like, I contribute. And I, I never give to these people in the street. And today at a traffic light, there was a, like a really heavy set, disheveled black woman. Um, and pants were coming down and just like, I don't, you know, just a really sad looking, you know, figure. Um, and I think because of all this Black Lives Matter stuff, I'm, I'm actually more conscientious than I think I've ever been. And so I, I, perhaps more Americans are as well. Um, so someone I might've dismissed in the past I actually looked at with like a little bit of empathy, you know, like, fuck, like they didn't grow up and choose to be like that. You know, something happened over time that created this situation. And it was really, and, I, and I'm not joking now, like, and I, my, I was wearing sunglasses and my, kid couldn't, my kids couldn't see and my ears, my eyes started to like get a little glassy, little, like a little teary, not big tears, but they were wet. Um, and again, it was just a, like a heavy set uh, person that looked very disheveled and, you know, 
could have been someone we've seen in America hundreds or thousands of times over the years. And I was like, shit, you know, I, I should do something. And, and you get really nervous at these moments because the light changes and you got to go. But most people get nervous because they don't want the person to come to their window, right? They're embarrassed. <laughs> but you wanted this person to come to the window. But I kind of secretly wanted this person to come to the window. So usually I'm always like, fuck, please turn green. Please turn green. I want to get the fuck out of here. I don't want, I, I, because I feel bad. Like I don't even want to look at this person. I just want them to not even know I exist. So then I can make myself feel good that I never denied them the donation. But this time was the opposite. And uh, I wanted them to come closer. And I, I didn't quite think of like yelling out the window, hey, come here. Um, and, I, and I saw some like woman, actually a white middle-aged woman uh, in front of me, like two cars in front of me, you know, give some money. And I was like, and, I, and again, that's not something I normally see. I'm like, oh, I definitely got to give money. And uh, I, I go in my wallet. And of course, I'm looking for the smallest bill possible. <laughs> and all I have are 20s. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not giving them a 20. Like, I, like here I am, like, I'm rationalizing with myself. I feel bad, like, about whatever circumstances caused this person to be in the middle of traffic asking for money. But I'm like, I'm not going to give them $20. Um, and now I'm like pissed at myself because we're two Jews in a microphone. So we're, we're raised to be cheap, practical, frugal people. And I also we're raised to kind of help out, but help out just enough. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking in the, I'm looking in the car. I see some coins and I'm like, I can't give a coin because I know coins too little, right? Like you're not going to give someone a gilder. I want to give them something they can buy something with. And I'm like, I'm so pissed. I have no singles. Uh, and finally, like I keep looking at it and I find a $5 bill, which is normally more than I would give, you know, usually if I give money, it's like a dollar or two. Um, you know, so I, 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 I give the $5 and the person, I, I, they usually have signs and the signs always have a story on the sign. Um, and I didn't even read the sign. And when the person looked in the car, I was like, oh my God, it's a guy. Like I thought it was a woman. So I, like I had a little extra empathy. It was a woman. And then I look to the other side of the street on the other side of traffic. And there's another guy, which must've been their friend. And they kind of like gave, they were like giving head nods to each other. And so for a split second, I was like, motherfucker, I just got scammed by these guys that are like taking advantage of white guilt um, for the money. You know, here I was like, I never give the money because I think they're scamming. And there's a good chance based on the interaction, I just saw them both do to each other that they probably were, you know, doing as much. But instead of getting locked in that mindset of like, I got scammed, I went back to the sadness. And it's the first time in memory I, I can think of that happening. And, and then my kids were like, daddy, daddy, you know what? They're in the backseat. You know, why'd you give money? You don't ever give money to the people in the street. Um, and now I feel even worse. And no shit. And now I'm like actually like crying. Like there's like tears are like on my cheeks and they can't see me. And I got sunglasses on. And I, and I, and I try and, and like the simplest sentence possible to explain like how lucky we are and they're not, and other people aren't. And it's like a really fucking hard concept to think about. Like, how would you explain to a child? Like other people don't have what you do and other people, like they just think as any kid would like this life is normal. And the sad thing is, is that a poor kid who grows up with, you know, no positive influences near them because they've been in a neglected neighborhood for generations also thinks the shit they see is normal. Um, 
I don't know. And I felt really stuck, man. And it was a really weird moment. And so for a few minutes in the car, I was like, just a broken record trying to talk to these kids who didn't understand anything. And, um, you know, anyway, so that's uh, my personal Black Lives Matter story for the day. Tomorrow we'll have a new Me one. Mimi just handed me a note saying that she has 12 questions for you. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Hopefully that uh, was not a boring or a story that went on too long. No, it was a really interesting story. It was like a real emotional journey that you were going through. And I was thinking as you were telling it how the different individuals that you were describing were all experiencing a completely different story. Totally. Like... Yeah an amazingly different story. And there was a point where this woman turned into a man. What, what, what exactly was that point? <laughs> when, 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 when they turned around into my window and I had this flood of emotions like, hey, are they wearing a mask? Are we gonna make, are we gonna make skin contact? Do I gotta go put hand sanitizer on? You know, are my kids gonna be worried? Are they gonna ask questions? Like all that like flew through my head. And then I heard, thank you very much and i was like and i looked closely and that's when i had that immediate everything it was like the whole movie just freeze framed and i was a first thing was fuck that's a dude and uh to any straight guys out there that had that experience in a nightclub you know what i'm talking about it is very very fucking awkward um and then i was like oh those were tits but they're man tits it was like my second kind of immediate thought. Um, and then the third one was like, I quickly looked around and that's when I was like, oh, this could be a scam because I, I saw the other guy who was clearly a guy on the other side of the street. Um, and then I saw them kind of make contact and give like a head nod. Um, and so then I, I was like, fuck scam. And so the, all of that thought took place like in less than a minute. And then I went back to the sadness. But um, <laughs> anyway, that's how it all, that's how it all went down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's such an incredible story. It's really great. I think it encompasses so much of what's going on right now. Like in that mini like moment that you had. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are curious, like, 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 and all this shit is super fresh. Like it's, you know, it's 2.30 our time now. This happened around one o'clock. Um, right before we uh, started our live call, there, I'm on a, a group text thread from a bunch of guys back in college that's sent a bunch of shit, half of it's porn which I don't get, by the way, why men in their 40s are sending porn to each other. So I, I never open the shit. It's on mute. And there was like 15 like alerts on the thing. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? I open it. And uh, our, our university is a really big college in America. You know, and, and colleges in the States are like, they're like another world when it comes to athletics. You know, it's like a, the way a soccer would be in Holland or England or parts of Europe. And so the football team at this university that I go to, the University of Florida, I'm sorry, where I went, had a, uh, had a chant. It was like part of a song. And uh, when you were beating the, uh, uh, the opponent, they'd call it uh, Gator Bait. And there would be like this music go, da -da -da, and they go, Gator Bait. <laughs> I know it sounds corny, but like, what's a Dutch thing they yell at like an Ajax game? Chatorbate. Uh, what does chatorbate mean? I'm just uh, phonetically translating Gator Bait. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm very impressed if your Dutch can translate gator bait. I don't even know. I speak Spanish pretty well. And, uh, I, I, I can, I could say food for the crocodile, <laughs> mm -hmm. but bait is like a very specific term. 
Oh um, no, I was not. I was not even attempting to translate that. But uh, no. go ahead. So what? So what? Um, what's so, the problem so, with that? Is that so? So so right now in America, the big thing is the the right side of the political spectrum is calling it cancel culture, and all these institutions are being forced to re-examine things in their history, whether they be statues, slogans, um, clothing, language. all sorts of things. Yeah, also yeah. everything related to language and how the historical impact of that still has an effect on people and the history of that is very ugly, right? It's not just a generic thing. And a lot of people, including myself, to be honest, have been like, oh, give me a fucking break. Like, that doesn't mean anything today. Like, who cares? Like, that's part of history. And I, and I, and I honestly have thought that. And I, but I like to think of myself, too, as a, as a conscientious person. So right before we got on, there was a string of, I quickly look at these emails and texts, and they're all about, like, what bullshit? Like, how can they take away our chant? You know, we're all big football fans, and we all chant, like, gator bait. And my initial thought was, that's fucking over the top. Like, are you kidding me? And most of these guys I know, they're, they're more liberal. They're definitely on the, the left, left to center. Most of them, not all of them. Um, and then one guy texts me personally, like, can you believe this bullshit? So I'm like, let me read one story. That's it. I gotta, and I read the fucking shortest story I can find, like two paragraphs. And it turns out, like according to an actual museum on the history of uh, the Jim Crow South. So in the South of the United States, they had their kind of own set of laws after uh, the Civil War that they used black babies to actually attract alligators to go hunting. Hmm. And so that's where the term gator bait comes from. Wow. And right away I was like, oh shit. Like this thing is deep, right? Like what's happening right now if the momentum continues and more of this comes out and, and hopefully more people have the kind of double awareness that happened to me today between the, you know, possibly homeless or very wealthy uh, black man, woman, and the, the gator bait story that, you know, we live in this country with just uh, an atrocity, like a complete, you know, shame um, that no one really wants to acknowledge. And, mm. you know, maybe that's what's happening, this reckoning right now. I wanted to um, ask I think away. I mentioned this. What? Oh, no, I said ask away. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to actually, um, I mean, I brought it up earlier today as a subject for, um, for today, but I, because I read an article about it and I know we discussed it a little bit, not by this name, but it's the, the whole Karen Cooper thing. Yes. Wait, is, is, hold on. Is that the comedian that makes fun of Trump? No, that's uh, someone else. Isn't her name uh, Cooper also? Maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe it was Sarah something, I don't know. But uh, this I, is I, the- Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, this is the, the woman who uh, uh, called the police because she was walking her dog in a park and Oh she was, yeah, that was a huge story, uh, huh? Yeah. And do you know the story? You know what, uh, Clayton, maybe uh, just for uh, Mimi and some of our listeners in countries where it's hard to get uh, English language news, just recap the story. Yeah, okay, so, so it came to my attention because uh, there was an article about it and I read it and, and, and it's becoming a, like a, a verb almost, which is, uh, uh, it's, it's definitely a sign of how much a thing is becoming a thing when it becomes its own uh, verb. So the story is that this woman named Karen Cooper 
was walking her dog in Boston and then she felt threatened by a black guy and she called the police on this person and um, and basically like it, se it seemed like he didn't do anything wrong and uh, and this is uh, this is being used right now as an example of like this ingrained racism that exists that people aren't even aware of because this particular person, uh, Karen Cooper, uh, you could argue represents actually like a certain level of liberalism even. Like she's, you know, just seemingly a progressive working person, but was, you know, threatened by a person because apparently of the color of his skin. And so, this this article was showing basically all these like compilations on youtube of white women just losing their shit at people uh especially like let's say low low wage employees many of them are african-american or, or immigrants or whatever just losing their shit uh at them like in this in this entitled style uh, like, you know, how dare you, or, you know, like, I've been waiting in line, or, or, or you don't have a right to talk to me like that, or, you know, like these, like, this, this, you know, there's huge compilations about it, and, and, and she gets the title, Karen Cooper gets the title, like, all these women are basically acting like her, and, um, and I think the article was arguing that, you know, this is another example of this ingrained racism in America and a very particular type of it because it's coming from from women. Yeah, I, um, you know, you sent the video and I really didn't get a chance to um, watch more than a few minutes of it, but I've been hearing- It's like a 15 minute video, yeah. You know, I think like, part, you know, because that part of me is still living in like uh, 1999, 2000, I didn't know that, I gotta be honest, I didn't know that was the root of it. I've noticed people in the last couple of weeks referring to Karens, like, oh, that Letty's such a Karen. Yeah, yeah and, that's it. They're not saying Karen Cooper, they're saying, why Why are you such a Karen? Yeah, and, and they're I, calling people Karen, yeah. And because, I, didn't, because I didn't realize that that was like, I didn't realize that that was a uh, root of it. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm reminded by that uh, story you told of this woman that you upset at a party once, and it felt a lot like this kind of story. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember this story? Yeah, yeah, I do. I okay. do, actually. I was actually going to see, it was the one, it was, it was the Christmas party one where they, uh, they, they stormed yeah. out. Yeah. They, 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 they stormed out. I actually, um, yeah, I remember that pretty well. I want to see if I'm, am I, can I, can I play some of this while we're talking and hear the, because I've got oh, the video. Oh, that would be so cool. You could actually do that. Um, do I share screen? Yeah, I would say share share screen and audio, and then we can watch it. Uh, maybe even on this this Zoom call. Let let let's let's see. Maybe it's even funny without the. Is it, is it funny even with just the visual, or not funny well, or whatever? I huh? can connect here too, so we can kind of get the visual. Or, or I don't know. Maybe should we pause the? Tell me if you can hear this. Okay. Yeah, actually, maybe it is funny with just the sound. Is that coming through? We can't so, hear anything. You can or you cannot? Cannot. All right. So there's a shared there's a shared screen button. How does that work? Uh, oh, here it is. There's 
I already got it. Share. There's all share their, audio. All our li listeners out there, let's see. Here we go. If One more time. Go to advanced. Advanced sharing. You'll be able yeah. to share the computer audio. Okay, so you you can't hear that. Oh, still? here we go. Now we can see. Now we can see the screen. You see it. All right. Pardon us for our uh, technical difficulties. There will uh, there will be no refund on your money, but uh, what we can do. Oh, I've seen this. <laughs> What's that? I'm just. Uh, we're just ready to go. We can see the visual, by the by. And the you way. said in order to share the audio, what do I need to do? Well, what is, what happens if you press play? Maybe it works. Here we go. Let's listen, everybody. No, uh, no. So uh, uh, audio should be in the advanced settings. Uh, if you click on share, or maybe stop share now. Now, as, um, a, as a free, as, a, as as using the freebie. Yeah, that's okay. I, uh, yeah, just I, click on share screen. And then, you know the what? Uh, for, we're we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back to uh, two Jews and a microphone. Okay, we're back from our break. Thank you. And uh, right now, we're going to uh, queue up the famous Karen video, um, which uh, you've all heard about. Let's uh, take a listen, and uh, hopefully, the audio on this uh, gets recorded for you. Hey, Karen. Please stop. Sorry, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Rod, you want to explain, uh, Clayton, you want to explain real quick what uh, just happened so our listeners have an idea of what we're watching? So we're watching a video called the Karen Freakout Compilation, and we're watching the original, let's say, uh, Freakout, which is by this person. I believe it's in Boston, uh, and she is approaching a person who, who is filming her. I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, she has a dog, and she's getting uh, a bit upset about the whole about the whole incident. It's like getting to watch the original Faces of Death here. Um, <laughs> how would you describe uh, Mimi? What do you think? Like, what does this woman look like to you? How would you describe her appearance? Her what? Her pants? How she looks? How does she look? And her pants too. We should know what kind of pants. <laughs> All of it. Um... She looks kind of sporty. She has a, a face mask, like a mouth uh, piece on. Uh, she looks a bit frightened. Does, does she look like the kind of person you'd make love to? <laughs> I'm not going to answer this question. Okay. So that, that means there's, there's hope for the Karens of the world. You know, she, to me, she, you know, she looks, she, she looks kind of fit-ish in, in, in the way that, uh, you know, I guess someone... Uh, taking care of their body, but not in a way that uh, you're going to turn your head and say, whoa, that person's fit. <laughs> um, she has sort of the pasty type of skin that uh, we associate with those uh, scared of uh, the sun and uh, Doritos. <laughs> scared of Doritos? She's got a hoodie, so clearly if she was a black person, everybody would be scared right now. Um, dark hair, could be Jewish, could be one of our, our people. Could be. Karen also a lot a lot of uh, a lot of women uh, our age and older uh, Jewish women have the name Karen, um, and she looks like she's in does she look like she's in a forest right or like some kind of park? It's a park. It's clearly right. like a city park. You can see the lamp behind behind her. It's like a very classic park look. And is it is that her phone in her hand? Is she is she carrying her phone? Is that what I see? Yes, that is her phone. 
I have noticed this like, as another aside, one of uh, many we take, Mimi. When you are taking walks, do you have your, do you carry your phone in your hand? Uh, yeah, but that's because I'm texting mostly. <laughs> it's, I just noticed like, I see, I'll see a lot of women like on a, on a walk or in the park or something and they like, they have their phone on them. Yeah, I hate it's happening, but it is happening. Okay. But well, you're, you're, are you insinuating that they do it for security reasons? Oh, no, no. I'm just insinuating that uh, they yeah, need to have the phone too. on them. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. So uh, take three on uh, Karen, the real Karen. This is the original. Is that correct, Clayton? This is the original. Okay. Please. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please, please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. I'm taking pictures of calling the cops. Please, please call the cops. <laughs> I've never seen this, Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American. <laughs> we got to stop again. So right now there is a dog. <laughs> There is a there is some kind of like designer poodle dog right at her crotch. Yeah, it's a very expensive dog. <laughs> and, the, and the dog, this woman is losing her shit, and this dog looks very expensive, not from the pound. And the dog is so happy, and the dog just wants to like lick her fit tummy. <laughs> right, like the do dogs. By the way, I gotta confess, maybe when when I'm looking and I'm lowering my voice because my family is around. When I'm looking at uh, adult film. I uh, really enjoy when a dog is in there because I know it's authentic. I know there's You're no way- You're referring to pornography. <laughs> of the amateur variety. I know that yeah. there's no way that somebody would pay a lot of money to film uh, two consenting naked adults uh, making love with a dog in the middle of the shop. <laughs> so when I do see a dog, I get very excited. I really do because I know it's real. Like I have no doubt that that was a spontaneous push of the record button. Um, so, and, I, and I think our listeners should know the same with Karen here that this clearly is uh, happening. All right, let's continue with uh, she's calling the cops, I think. Good man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm in a ramble, and there is a man, African-American, he has a bicycle helmet. He is recording me and threatening me and my dog. Did you, did you pick up that she said she's in the ramble? I heard ramble. So that is like I, a very like... I think she like, said, I'm going to ramble? No, it's like, an old, it's like an old English term that we'd use for like a, a section of woods that's kind of like, a, like an oh. open area. Okay, thank you. But uh, the other thing, did she also say that he was wearing a bicycle helmet? I heard bicycle. Okay. Now, I don't know about you guys, but there are certain things that when a people, people put on, they're almost universally true. So when I was in college, if a person was of uh, Indian or Asian uh, descent and they were wearing glasses, I would always sit behind them and copy uh, during an exam. No question. No question during difficult tests with like economics or calculus, I would, and I'm not lying, I, I would, and I always did pretty well. Because um, it's very rare that you're going to find a, a Asian or Indian person wearing glasses that was really stupid. Now, the same being said, people you see in bicycle helmets aren't usually aggressive. You ever, do you notice that in Amsterdam? What? Um, I feel like you if, you're wearing, too if you're many wearing bicycle a, helmets here, like the kind of people that choose to wear bicycle helmets. These are not generally the people committing crimes, is what no. I'm getting at. So the fact that she said African-American in a bicycle helmet immediately is like, 
what's a dude in a bike helmet? Like those kind of people that choose to wear helmets usually are, are thinking about safety. They're kind of a little more conscientious. Um, this seems like a red flag if I'm the dispatcher. All right, Karen, what else you got to say? There is an African-American man. I am in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. And my I'm sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man in the room. Please send the cops immediately. I'm in Central Park in the room. I don't know. Oh, my God. Like, Mimi, what do you think watching this? I, I... I don't hear him talking. He's not threatening her. That's is what it, I'm thinking. Is it? Now, I know some of our... freaking out. Is it possible? And I'm just saying this. I'm not trying to be offensive, but we've got to look at the full picture. Is it possible he dropped his pants and the guy's so well endowed that she just feels threatened? <laughs> because nothing else would explain exactly as Mimi said... What is she scared about from a silent man that's clearly many, 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 many social distance feet away? Well, is he, if he's filming, that would be scary. That is a scary thing. Yeah, I guess, and he's wearing a bike helmet, not which threatening. is weird. Um, <laughs> oh, as a correction, by the way, Rod, I, this would not be Boston. I think we now know this is Central Park, New York. Oh, is yeah. it New York? Yeah, okay. Well, she you. said Central Park, and then I remember that Bramble is like, uh, like a known area of the park. Hmm. Um, now, as a, as a woman, though, Mimi, because you'll have better perspective than uh, you know two 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 Jew dudes. Like, <laughs> two Jews. What, what 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 would make you as in the daylight? What would make you as a woman and with a dog that looks like it probably wouldn't hurt anybody, but it's certainly not small. What, what could make you that fearful? Oof. Um, well, if people really come up to me. And I don't know if they're with with more than one person. Uh huh. That would be more threatening already. Okay. Um. Gotcha. I don't know. So if there, if there, were, if there, were, so if she was saying there's five African American with bicycle helmets, then maybe you'd get it. But just one, no real reason. Well, I don't think the Afro Afro American is very relevant here. If yeah. it's five people coming up to you, that's a scary thing. How about if it was five old white men? Would you be scared? How old? I'm thinking old enough that they all, all have canes, and one of them is in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> canes are very dangerous. Yeah. They're not moving very fast. You, as a, a younger woman uh, with a dog, a designer dog, probably better shape. Do you think that's ever happened in the history of humanity that like five really old white men <laughs> attacked anyone? I believe so because the internet has taught us that everything is possible. <laughs> if you would like after this video, I have one I'd be happy to share with you. That is truly unbelievable until you watch it. Um, so yeah, I think anything that we can think of has been done. Okay. Um, do you think... Mimi, do you think there's something mentally wrong with this, Karen? I don't know. I don't. I don't know the whole story. I don't know the full picture. I don't know who who he is. What his is his story? What is her story? I cannot say. I. I. It's hard to judge. I just want to compliment Mimi on that response because 
I think in the end, like people are rushing to conclusions very quickly in this whole process. They have this like internal like hate uh, hate thing that 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 sort of sees something on uh, you know something that 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 seems wrong, but maybe they're missing some of the bigger context. And yeah. and in some cases they're right, but I think in a lot of cases people rush to conclusions. Yeah, and, and the rush to conclusion I, I think is a, a great topic. We're going to take up right after this quick commercial break. We'll be right back to Two Jews and a Microphone. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Two Jews and a Microphone. Uh, we, uh, one of our sponsors has uh, come back uh, to us, and they would uh, request they have uh, paid the premium for one of us to read, uh, read their commercial. And I just want yeah, to they specifically ask for you. They, they, they asked for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead. They asked for me. Uh, Two Jews and a Microphone is brought to you by the Olive Garden, founded in Orlando in 1982, and now with 892 locations globally, nothing represents a real Italian cuisine like the Olive Garden. Dine with us all over the United States, Canada, and in select locations in Mexico, an airport in Brazil, and Kuwait. And unlike your standard Italian restaurant, we have unlimited breadsticks. Yum! Or as we say in Italy, yumma! And try our delicious Tour of Italy entree, consisting of chicken parmesan, lasagna, and fettuccine alfredo. It's like you're in Lombardia right now. Yumma. Enjoy our full Italian bar featuring red wine, white wine, and, and Bud Light. Yumma. And as a special offer to listeners of this podcast, Olive Garden is offering a free Bud Light six-pack with purchase of the Tour of Italy entree. Simply type in the coupon code, two Jews and a microphone. Olive Garden. Italy is right down the highway. <laughs> you know what, guy? Thank you, Olive Garden. Because, because of you and because of the, the generous amount that you pay, um, I'm going to be able to have real Italian food tonight, and I won't have to go to the Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> and that, that's, that's, uh, that says something. Uh, Mimi, do you have any experience with the Olive Garden? No. Have you, been to, have you been to the United States of America before? Yeah, I have. Did anyone have ever talk about the... I, I mean, I know people are talking or about... Kuwait. Black. Possibly Kuwait or that Possibly. airport in um, the, the, in the airport in El Salvador. Um, <laughs> you guys, you know, it sounds like Black Lives Matter is making the news there. But is Olive Garden? Is anyone talking about the Olive Garden? <laughs> I'm sh I'm showing Mimi a menu from the Olive Garden just to show how <laughs> insanely appetizing it is. It's very Italian. Well, 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 Mimi, don't be fooled. Their their breadsticks. The coke in this, uh, yeah, in the, the Noken and the coke and their breadsticks are, are very good. Yeah, they're yumma. I heard. They're yumma. Do you have a, such an establishment in Holland uh, that uh, purports to serve authentic food of another uh, culture, but in effect is not uh, very good? Do we? <laughs> I feel this is a typical American thing. Yeah. Well, well, why is it? Why is it like give Americans who you know? There's not many American listeners. We don't think based on the Google statistics. But um, why would American? Uh, why would this be typical American in your mind? Uh, because Americans love themselves too much to the, really the Dutch, appreciate other Dutch cultures. The Dutch don't love themselves. Not in a way as Americans do. 
I mean, Justin Bieber sang that song about love yourself, and I thought that was the way to go. Um, <laughs> interesting. So the, the Dutch kind of love themselves a little bit, or is there like some self-doubt amongst the Dutch? <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe my friend over here can answer that question. I think Your there's friend? a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of love for being Dutch, but also this inferiority complex when it comes to food, for sure because there's not a lot of that in the tradition here. Yeah, I mean, that could just be explained by the Dutch history of colonialism and slavery. Um, mm -hmm. You know, They put themselves around the world to get a little taste of what they didn't have at home, being a small country. So I get that. And America being so large and therefore conceited because we just assume uh, we know everything, I believe because we've never had to go anywhere, right? You know, we don't fight wars on in American soil. Um, while there's a little bit of American colonialism, for the most part, Americans don't travel and uh, we uh, need everything to be brought to us. So, you know, you might like have a Like the Olive Garden, by the way, which um, has a great website. It works really well. And um, we're, lo we're looking at the tour of Italy, Andre, right now. <laughs> but by the way, why do all these places have like websites? You ever think about... Uh, like like cleaning solution like who goes to the fucking clorox website mm, yeah it's a good point it's like a landing page but someone designed it someone got the order to do it someone probably got rewrites on it but it's just like as as people as society like we we just have to do we have to normalize ourselves based on what everyone else is doing like, that's a good point. Well, like I'm really it, happy. I'm really happy they have a website because I can enjoy the website, but I don't have to go there. <laughs> so for the restaurant, I, I would say it makes sense too, because you you know you want to know what's on their menu. You call ahead, but you know, um, you know, why does a company that makes uh, you know dishes for your kitchen need to have their own website? Um, anyway, <laughs> well, we should get back to more important matters. Should we continue to wa to to watch Karen? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like... Um, or is that enough? I mean, I feel like... I, I, I think it's a nice, like, play-by-play. Uh, play. I'm just curious now now that you're watching it... And, yeah, it's my and again, first time, by the way. No shit. I had not seen it before. So, so what is it... You were interviewing the whole time, but, like, what is your, what is your take after seeing something like this? Because this is a familiar sight. I mean, this could be your neighbor, your whatever. Like, you, you see these people I, a lot. Yeah, and I and now I get it. Like I can see why people are saying, "Oh, that that's such a Karen." She's a Karen. Yeah, that everybody in America, at least in you know progressive America, knows that person. And probably throughout the country, um, you know, you see people like that. Uh, you know, hyper hyper reactive, but also um, we have a term in, in in the states that we we say is NIMBY. I don't know. The the Dutch might be NIMICH. Um, <laughs> But it, uh, you know, it means not in my backyard. And, and we generally use it as um, a way to describe people that, for example, they may say that they're uh, progressive and accepting and um, very forward thinking. But if you decide you want to, let's say, be a black person in their neighborhood, or you want to build a, affordable housing in their neighborhood, or, you know, you want to do something that they claim to believe in, but now is directly going to affect them. All of a sudden they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, uh, -uh no good. Um, so she's kind of like a NIMBY person to me. Hmm. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I get the impression she's friends with a lot of people and probably claims herself to be this, you know, progressive person. And uh, in effect, clearly based on that video is not. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then again, it's possible that uh, she was attacked by a bicycle helmet when she was little. <laughs> but then, but then, additionally, there's a there's a personal tragedy here because she's completely being shamed by the world. Yeah, and as we know from Monica Lewinsky, uh, shaming is only funny for so long until, it, to be honest with you, it just becomes funny again years later. <laughs> uh, no, she, she had some documentary or something I, I saw my wife not long ago, and I thought, damn, that woman got a shitload of abuse. Like, I forgot about how bad it was. Um, mm. You know, the fact that she didn't kill herself is, is fucking remarkable, and, you know, she should be given a, a medal of honor for that. <laughs> uh, I, I Killing mean, herself. Well, I mean, you, you go back to all the news stories. I mean, this woman was, uh, you know, the, made into the laughing stock of the world um, mm -hmm. for really, you know, not her problem but I, I you're right man you said before the uh one of the breaks uh, about everyone's so quick to judgment and i i see that all the time now with, with everything um you know my, my wife is the one in the family who's very up on social media and she saw this karen video weeks ago and mentioned it to me and i, I never never bothered to watch it and i'm always i'm always like hey but did you you know did you bother to like you know, just try to get in more detail about what's going on. You don't need to, you know, you, you just, it's out there. It's clearly real. And I think that's a real, that's slippery slope, dangerous territory. Um, it's hard now, right? Like how do you source your news to know that it's, that it is legit. Um, but I find every day now I come home and I'm told about some awful thing that just happened. And my first thing is like, well, I, you know, where did you see that? Like, was that on a, reputable journalist site or is that on a social media feed um do you, do you find something similar over there yeah i mean i think we're most people are now consuming their news from non-reputable sources it's very peer-to-peer -peer like twitter instagram like you say and then uh even when i look at my uh newspaper in israel i mean the country between I mean, lebanon egypt, and lebanon, yeah. egypt um <laughs> then uh you know that's it's like a reputable newspaper but like their online stuff is very some of it is just uh you know a transfer of, of the printed stuff but some of it is just you know ridiculous it's not it's like you know they have to it's the news cycle so they have to fill this thing up and like keep refreshing uh new, like keep keep adding new articles so yeah you, you really notice that even the reputable newspaper at least in, in my case um is not that reputable like a lot of opinions are presented as facts it's not that great there's a lot of clickbait headlines as opposed to just a normal headline so do you, what, what are like when you uh, mimi for example when you get your news where does it tend to come from um the the dutch uh, nos print analysis the dutch main news website it's like the public news channel yeah and the guardian and like the new york times the, like international uh newspapers mainly gotcha oh yeah you mentioned earlier cnn so you so you'll look at the guardian new york times um yeah. and, a, and a dutch paper 
so you, you're not just getting your news from a social media feed? No, no, no. Because which is impressive, because you said that you use Instagram a lot, but you, I don't know, I might be naive. Does Instagram have news feeds, or that's not how it works? Yeah, like CNN and Guardian is also on uh, Instagram, of course. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I really feel like that uh, that old man who's still wearing like clothes <laughs> from the, the 1960s. They're they're back in fashion. Yeah. <laughs> so this old man leapfrogged. He didn't even realize it, but now he's back in style again. Even yeah. though everybody hates them, hates him for deeply being a racist. <laughs> the, uh, do you have those men, by the way, in, in Holland that, uh, you know, they, they still wear like uh, the golf pants and those uh, plaid shirts um, as if it was like 1968? I feel like that, those are the hipsters now. Yeah. <laughs> the 23 year olds. That's true. They actually want their grandparents clothes. Yeah. I, I, speaking of clothes, like the, the Dutch and a lot of Europeans in general, they're just more fashion conscious than the average American. So maybe your older people look better because if you remember from your trip to America, uh, Mimi, as a country, we don't tend to really care too much about what we look like. Well, I was in New York. Oh, well, that's a little bit of an exception. Yeah. There's a lot of fashion there. So you only went to New York. Uh, New York and Washington, D.C., that's it. I didn't know you were in Washington. Yes, I was. The capital. Why, the capital. why did, what brought you to our uh, esteemed capital? Uh, I was invited to sing there. Oh, that's right. Are you that's the one, are you the super spreader who gave everybody COVID there? Yes. Because <laughs> they claim there was a, there ago, was a church there that uh, oh yeah it was, it was a Korean Korean church. It's five years ago ago, but it's so it's so uh, strong. What kind of uh, singing do you do? A classical singing. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> classical is that kind of like uh, Joan Baez, Joni Mitchell, other uh, Janis Joplin, other J. <laughs> Yeah, that's no. It's more like Schubert, Schumann, Bach. Those These are, all, are not flavors of ice cream, by the way. Those, no. those are all. Uh, those are all German dudes that made uh, voiceless music. Voiceless. Well, their music was it was was without voice. I thought a lot of it was uh, instrumental. Yeah, a lot of it, but even more of it is with voices. Yeah, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. So, so when 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 Schubert wrote his music, he actually wrote it with lyrics. Uh, well, some of it, not all of it, yes. Okay. He's, wow. He wrote a, a, a whole lot of songs. Now, during the, you know, you saw like maybe videos from Italy where they were like singing off their balconies. Were you doing anything like that in Amsterdam for the people? We, well, I'm, I'm a singer. I sing in an in a, in a, uh, ensemble, like a singing group with seven... Sure. Ladies, and we did something like that, not from a balcony, but we were standing in a garden and all the people uh, could go on their balcony to listen to us. Oh, that, that's cool. Now, how do, you hold up on your, how do you hold up on your own? Like, do you need the other six to make yourself sound good or do you do, you do okay by yourself? I'm okay by myself, but it's nicer with the other six. Yeah. Would you uh, would you have any interest in perhaps doing uh, with the three of us a threesome? Now we could sing something. <laughs> Clayton and myself could do a baritone, and uh, you could do the rest. 
Bom, 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 bom. Bom, 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 bom. Bom, 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 bom. Is is this inspiring you? Do is there coming any song coming to mind? Do you have do you have like like the last song you sang in the shower? Would you want to share with us maybe, or the last song you sang on your bicycle? Um. Uh, no, I don't. Mimi, the, the, the beauty of, uh, of the podcast is that <laughs> a, you're, a, you're anonymous uh, to a degree, and, uh, <laughs> and, and B, you're never going to meet our listeners because we don't even know who they are. They're basically, we don't know who they are. They're likely bots in Chechnya. We, we, we don't know who's, who these people are and where they're coming from. But uh, I'm, I'm wondering if you could do, uh, like, I don't know, a jingle for the Olive Garden. Like if you could just sing something for the Olive Garden and maybe like retroactively we could charge him for it. Yeah, something like uh, like the way Pavarotti would do it, but uh, the female version. But I think YouTube would be better at doing that. <laughs> something like that. Well, may, uh, well go uh, you know go go German. Do something for um, for Oktoberfest. Imagine you're advertising. Uh, that episode's gonna be great. <laughs> you're advertising the uh, first. A mass gathering post COVID to uh, welcome people to uh, Munich for Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> to the opening of the Munich Olive Garden. Yeah, you know, do your best, uh, Schubert. Um, I know. I, I, there's something beautiful when people know how to sing, and you know, it's weird because I'm sure it's not the first time someone's been like, "Can you sing something?" But um, I know I speak for others out there. We would love to hear you. You can buy my. <laughs> yeah, we can we can send links to me oh, his work. Oh, with excellent! So, so your work is available for for purchase. <laughs> well, it's it's not, but it's on YouTube. Are you on? And are you on? You are you on Spotify? Instagram and on Facebook. Okay, very. Are you on Spotify? Um, no, not yet. Okay, our 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 but podcast is on doing Spotify. Doing just work. to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere Spotify could be found, so can we. So our listeners, if they want to find you on YouTube, uh, is there something they should look up, or you? Yeah, look for Cobra Ensemble. Cobra with a K. Yes. That's good because otherwise it was the name of a very expensive insurance policy in America when you got fired <laughs> until you got a new job. Uh, it, it covered you. That's for what the choir is named after. <laughs> it covered you for eighteen months, and uh, it was about a thousand dollars a month. This was part of the yeah. American healthcare system. If you're a cobra with a K, which I believe is the way it was in Karate Kid. Yeah, cobra, cobra Kai. Kai. That's right. Yeah. All right. Nice. So you're that. the you're the cobra ensemble. Yes. Okay. And I assume you probably don't want us to pull up a video now and comment on it like we did with Karen. <laughs> we'll just comment. We'll go through it. Look what she's wearing. Yeah. You can do that next time when I'm. <laughs> you know. Like, are, are women as bad as men? Like, if, if we were to hypothetically pull up this uh, YouTube video of your ensemble singing, are, are you all women, by the way, or are there any men? All women. Yeah, and I feel like men right away are going to be commenting on, like, what the women look like. Yes. Um, are, the men, are the women going to do the same thing right away if it's men? Uh, I would do that. <laughs> or are they, are they going to judge them by the quality of their voices alone? First the bulge, then their voices. 
Hold on a second. You bring up something important, which again, we don't know for sure that Karen was not scared of the bulge. You may have been seeing quite a bulge. Uh, do women ever look for that? Do you ever like look to see if a guy's got a bulge? What's a bulge? A bulge. Did you explain what in Dutch, it? Rod? Uh, uh, <laughs> bulge, yeah. No, it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's the area. By the way, you're hearing an airplane uh, uh, here, which is rare. You don't hear too many airplanes now, so it's kind of nice. Um, it's the area, if, if someone is wearing pants around their crotch, where you can see if there's, Something. let's say, a, a, a hill or a mountain, or if it's flat, like the Dutch countryside. Yeah, yeah. I love that explanation because I'd have to tell my kids like the exact same way what you just did. Because <laughs> they would tell me like, "Daddy, like, what's a bulge?" And I'd be like, "Well, it's like a little hill yeah. where there shouldn't, I'm where there shouldn't." The Alps. Yeah, but it's a hill. Oh, you prefer the Alps? Whoa, interesting. It sounds like it sounds like you're going on those single lady Dutch tours of uh, Guinea <laughs> or whatever West African country is currently being colonized by the travel industry there to uh, hook hook the white Dutch women up. It's Gambia. I, I do know you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's Gambia. Oh, it's Gambia. It's Gambia. Mimi, do you know any women who've gone on such a trip? No, I don't. No. No, now, seriously. I, I do think they tend to either be over a certain age or over a certain weight. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have seen this. I've seen this firsthand. Uh, not in West Africa, because I wasn't in Gambia, but the countries I was in, I did not see it. But I did see it in Jamaica. Um, and really fascinating, you know, these, I'll admit as an allegedly straight man, I, pretty handsome, very fit young uh, Jamaican men with these women who, let's just say, were not their equal in, uh, in you know, in looks. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Is that appropriate to talk about? I mean, that, that doesn't, does that deal with Black Lives Matter? I think like that's, that's a positive thing. That's people respecting uh, Black lives. I'm sure it's wrong in some way, but I, I haven't think, figured out how. I think these female Gambian sex tourists were way ahead of their time when it came to Black Lives Matter. They were like, fuck yeah, the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I mean, uh, right? You know, I, I, I'm going to discuss this, Mimi, because I feel like well, it's a very open show, and I want you to know that you can be comfortable sharing. My sister, um, Olivier's sister, um, is, is a white woman who only dates uh, black men. True story. Oh. Only. She has not, uh, not touched the white meat, I believe, in almost 20 years. <laughs> and of course, one of the first things I asked I, when I when I talk with her, one of the first things I asked her is like, like who's the latest? And then I, and I and she's over. She's got to be over forty now. It's so sad. I don't even know my sister's age. Um, and one of the first things I always ask too, because I'm just so fascinated. I'm like, is, is he black? And she'll always be like, of course. Um, and it's interesting. Like that is the only you know. So I I feel like for her, the lives have always mattered. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, these people need to be brought to the forefront of the movement to really help people understand why, why it's important. Anyway, I could tell Mimi's anyway. not really uh, into that or taking any tours to, to, to Gambia, but, but back to the, back to yeah, the, there's, back there's to the bulge, going on. Back, back to the bulge, 
So honestly, do you never look at men and just check to see like, does it look like their pants have a little hill in it? Well, I, I prefer not to, but yes, that's where the eyes go sometimes. Just, just because for, I think for a lot of men, straight, straight men anyway, they, um, we got to get a gay guy, by the way, next time on the show so we can have a reverse conversation. But a, a lot of straight men, you know, the right to the cleavage, right? They, they, they're looking at the breasts, then they switch and they go to the butt. And then I guess they don't really look at the vagina. You ever look at the vagina, Clayton? <laughs> you mean like dressed women? Yeah, 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 yeah. clothes. We're talking, no, let's, let's not be creepy no, here. I, I no, I don't no, look totally. at the vagina, no. Yeah, I, I feel like that's something that is, uh, it's so intimate that men don't even imagine until they're at the point where they have access uh, to such. Yeah, I think you're right. So I possibly think, uh, that I, is not one of the first things. No, no one's like, and I fell in love with her when she walked into the room. And even though she was fully clothed, I could imagine her vagina. <laughs> that's, you know, maybe that's, that's a line a, from Casablanca. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's a great point that I never thought about until this show, which is always bringing awareness to us from all around. You know, for men, it's always, you know, your breast man, ass or legs. It's like one of those three. And then sometimes a guy be like, well, you know, I like, like her face. Um, but you never hear guys be like, oh, man, that girl had a really great looking vagina. And I guess because you can't really tell, although you could a little bit, like you can get an idea like, I don't know. Very, actually, you can't. You just have no idea. You, you have no clue. Mimi, I can tell you're just not, not going to sing a song about this, are you? It's not going to happen. I, I'm pretty we, sure it's not going to happen. We are not going to get uh, a classical song about the bulge. <laughs> it's like also asking someone to improvise a song over the bulge. I'm pretty sure Schubert or, or Bach didn't, didn't have any songs about the bulge. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's that famous World War II battle, the Battle of the Bulge. Perhaps the Battle of the Bulge, of course. That's what, that's what it was really about. Yeah, and that Van Gogh painting, the bulge. Oh, that's a nice Dutch reference you just made that I did not get. <laughs> oh, I got one here. Van Gogh. Uh-oh, you just did I, something to your audio that made me echo. What was it? Oh, really? No, I, I, did, I don't know. I just touched my screen for a second, so maybe that's what it did. I think, is... uh, I think we need to uh, start wrapping up. I'm that's afraid. right. We're get, should, we do a, should we do a lightning round with Mimi? Yeah, let's do one lightning round with Mimi. It's uh, where we ask you uh, like a few fast questions and get fast answers. Like the first thing that uh, comes to your mind and uh, you could just answer that. And uh, uh, I'm, I missed the, I'm missing the file. Do you, do you have the topic? Uh, you know what? The, uh, I am, unfortunately, I had a hard drive crash. So the, uh, the original topic proposed is not there. Uh, I have, I think, I think it was about um, just uh, deciding between menu items on the Olive Garden menu. Yes, I think uh, you're right now that I think about it. Because they actually, they paid us a little bonus to do that. So uh, they did. Sorry, guys. So I'm going to pull up the menu. Um, mm -hmm. I think you should do the same, by the way. Just pull up the menu and, uh, and then we'll just do like four questions from the menu. Isn't that a, uh, isn't that a, pass, isn't that a Passover thing? Sorry? Isn't that a Passover thing, the four questions? 
the four questions, uh, and it's specifically about the Olive Garden menu because that's the traditional Passover thing. So yeah. I'm just going to read it to you, and then I'll show you what it is. And uh, do you have the menu pulled up? Uh, I, I'm I'm ready. You know what's funny is that apparently they have um, different different menus for different parts. Yeah, of the you got to enter your. I'm I'm looking by the way at the Addison menu at, ah, in Chicago. I, I will do the same. <laughs> Wow, I couldn't this, find the menu in Kuwait. This shit right, looks so, good. Have you ever heard of food photography? Because this stuff is not <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> Olive Garden guys, you really did it out. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start. Uh, it's basically, which one do you prefer? So, uh... <laughs> All right, cheese ravioli or the family style lasagna bundle? Cheese ravioli? Yeah. All right, cheese ravioli it is. Only 782, 860 calories. I don't know okay. what happened in between there, but all right, your all right, turn. So you've, got, you've got the menu up for her, the uh, first page? Uh, yeah, but Classic. You, uh, like, I'm not showing it to her, by the way. I'm just reading it to her. Oh, okay, because the photos really help. But without the photo, <laughs> I think she should see the photo, but that's fine. You all know, right, you want, I'll you want. show her what she chose just, just so she knows. Oh, uh, that's nice. So afterwards, you see what you chose. Yeah, only afterwards. So this was the lasagna Ooh. bundle. It's like right. 9,000 yeah, yeah. calories or yeah, I think you, you got, well, I, I don't know. I right okay. I don't know. Would you like, would you like to have the, uh, here we go, Mimi, the tour of Italy or the five cheese ziti al forno? <laughs> show me the play. Uh, tour of Italy no, has 15. Can I the cheese? Uh, the tour, tour, the tour of Italy. I like yeah, that, how you Europeanized it. You said tour de Italy. No, and no, that's no, only it's of it's Italy. Only fifteen hundred <laughs> calories. Clayton, what is that? In the, the tour, tour of Italy. Italy. Yeah. Oh, the tour of Italy is fantastic. I mean, it's mentioned in the ad, so it's uh, three Olive Garden. Uh, for short, OG classics, all on one plate. <laughs> Chicken parmigiana, uh -huh. lasagna classico, and our signature fettuccine Alfredo. So, and so yeah. that's all on the same plate. It's like you're, not only are you eating well, but it's like you got a free trip to Italy. Yeah, and it should definitely come with some antacid to uh, take with it. All right, <laughs> let's, uh, all right, let's try the next one for her, uh, Clayton. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the soup salad or breadstick menu. Okay. So uh, let's see. We're gonna go with. Well, let's just go into the, the the healthier salads. Oh no no that's not good that's not a good menu. I'll go to the appetizers. Okay. So here we go. You can choose between lasagna frita or fried mozzarella. Easy fried mozzarella. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I think that's it's a. It's delicious. Yeah. All right. I have to say that's a very good choice. All right. Now, I think for this one, what I'd like to do is, Mimi, you're going to have the very privileged position that not many people get, but you're going to get a chance to create your own pasta, something Olive Garden has added recently because people couldn't decide. Like, their food is so good. <laughs> people couldn't decide. The waitress couldn't tell you what dish she recommended because they're all so good. So they call it Cucina Mia. Um, <laughs> And you're going to create your own. So I'm going to give you some choices. First, you get to choose your pasta. You can have a, a rigatoni, a cavatappi, which is a corkscrew, uh, a spaghetti, mm -hmm. an angel hair, or a gluten-free rotini. Um, give me the angel hair. 
Okay, Angel here. Next up, you get to choose one of today's freshly prepared sauces. Traditional marinara, note gluten-free uh, and vegan, five cheese marinara, meat sauce, um, which is made with a pan seared beef and Italian sausage, or a creamy mushroom. Well, I'm a cheese addict, so that choice is easily made. Okay. I guess that's the five cheese is what you're going for. Sure is. And, and then Mimi, the five cheeses, by the way, at the Olive Garden are mozzarella, <laughs> mozzarella, 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 and mozzarella. Wow. Really five great cheeses you're going to get. So, so far you got, you got angel hair, five cheese marinara, and the next part, this is the fun part, it's the topping. Now you're going to get to choose meatballs, three of them, Italian sausage, grilled chicken, crispy chicken fritta, or sauteed shrimp. Yeah, I don't eat meat, so it's not very fun. Does shrimp count? I would, I would go for Italian sausage. You're not going to eat it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> so clearly, all of our talk about... sausage. I get it. All, all those trips of the Dutch women going to Gambia for the uh, Gambian sausage have uh, clearly got yeah, you in the mood. <laughs> all right. So, it looks like Mimi has chosen to make her own pasta with angel hair, five cheese marinara, and uh, Italian sausage. We'll let our contacts at Olive Garden know, and they will send that to you. And then, Clayton, you want to close it out for us today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, so, again, I, I want to thank uh, everyone for joining, our listeners. Um, and, uh, yeah, we didn't do a lot of too much COVID, but uh, the world is evolving into something else. And uh, big thank yous to the Olive Garden and especially the airport uh, Olive Garden in Brazil and the one in Kuwait. Oh, I love that one in Kuwait, man. Their, their breadsticks have like an extra uh, sumac spice. Fucking That's great. true. There's extra sumac in the, there's sumac in everything in the Olive Garden in Kuwait. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I forgot about COVID. It's, it sounds like in Amsterdam, you guys are done and the state of Florida is dying uh, as we speak. So uh, we'll, we'll see which one wins out. We'll tune in next week. Mimi, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Godspeed to all of you. Godspeed. Toad scenes. Um.